This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Welcome back. Hour number three. Kurt Rogers joining us now. Time for our Monday Mortgage Minute from Affordable Interest Mortgage. Kurt, how was your weekend? My weekend was just beautiful. You know, we weren't in the 90s. It was it was pretty good, and I was in a golf tournament, so it was fun. Oh, well, even better. So, All right, so tell us, what's more important when looking for a mortgage, whether that be the interest rate or the effective rate? A lot of people will think it's rate, and I agree with them, rate's important, but when you're all said and done, at the end of the year when you get your 1099 and you look at how much interest you paid, do you ever think about what was the rate on that, or do you just think about that's a lot of money? Usually, it's you just, usually you just think that's less, a lot of money is what most people think. <laughs> if you learn how to pay less interest, like with simple interest loans, you'll pay less interest and own the home faster, and it, the, the amount of interest you pay actually reduces your interest rate. Mm. Makes total sense. Because, yeah, because with the with the the asset manager loan, as you're making payments on it, it you're you're paying less interest to own it. You'll own it faster. So you make a thirty year payment, and you own it in fifteen. Makes sense. Makes total sense. And. Again, folks, these are things that Kurt can share with you, whether it be the all-in-one loan, whether there's a lot of you that are first-time buyers, vets, which we don't nearly talk enough about, Kurt, probably, and that's a that's something that uh, really I, as a taxpayer, have no problem helping our veterans out. There's a lot of things you do that, frankly, not every other mortgage company does. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, I'm going to be on the show with you on Thursday, and those are actually a couple topics I want to talk about, first-time home buyers and veterans. Okay. okay. Perfect. We look forward to that. Tomorrow, Haystack Help Radio. Kurt, you take that over on Tuesdays from noon to 1 right here on KLZ. What's tomorrow? I got your friends from Premier Home Remodels. Nice. Wade and Evan. They're, nice. They're just a great company. Nice. They are. I love. I love, had them on today at 3 o'clock. Enjoy talking to them, so that'll be fun. I'll, I'll be listening in. <laughs> All right, John. Kurt, have a great night. Appreciate you, man, very much. Alrighty, bye-bye. All right, we'll see him Thursday as well. And, yeah, those of you listening, whether you're a vet or whether you're a first-time buyer, and first-time buyer doesn't mean what it sounds. As long as you haven't owned a home, I believe, in the last three years, uh, you can still be considered a first-time home buyer. There's lots of programs out there for you. Give Kurt a call. Ask him. He'll give you exactly how that works, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. 
Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment. Six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money. All with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. Folks, if you've got AC issues with your vehicle, we've got a special for you, and Geno's can help you with, with that. Again, at a special price as well. Geno'sAutoService.com, 303-794-6700, or Geno'sAutoService.com. Don't forget, Geno starts with a J. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Group insurance analysts, whatever insurance you may need, they will have an answer for you. They can do it all, including the mountain properties, which I was talking about, our fire that we had at ours uh, up in the mountains. They do mountain properties where a lot of insurance companies will not. In fact, talk to David Anderson there, and he would love to help you out. Again, give them a call today. Find them at e-gia.com. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate the maze of Medicare options so that you get the right plan to fit your needs and at the best premium. GIA never charges fees and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online, whether it is a Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplements, a standalone prescription plan, long-term care, or final expense insurance. GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, 303-423-0162, or go online to e-gia.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it very much. We're working on getting Mark on, but, you know, things happen when you're running the kind of organization that Mark is, and we talked to him a lot in the past. So if we don't reach him, there will be some reason, and we'll have him back on if we can't get a hold of him and get an update on what I was talking about. All right, in the meantime, this was sent to me by Joe. I think I had seen this anyways, but this is a really good comparison in regards to what's happening on one side of the aisle versus the other. In 1988, the U.S. 
Attorney for the Southern District, Rudy Giuliani, initiated a felony prosecution of Manhattan real estate developer Leona Hemsley for tax evasion. That trial ended with her conviction, and she was sentenced to a prison term of four years plus 750 hours of community service. Fined also $7.1 million. By contrast, U.S. Attorney David Weiss decided to purse on misdemeanor charges against Hunter Biden for failing to report millions in income for two consecutive years, failure to pay more than $1.5 million in taxes owed for two consecutive years. And when a plea deal was offered by David Weiss, there was no jail time in that deal. And how many hours of community service? Again, zero. And other than paying the taxes owed plus accrued interest in the statutory penalty for late reporting and the late payment of that liability, how large of a fine would have been added to the top of those fees? In this case, absolutely zero. So, folks, again, another proof of dual justice in this country. Mark Mix joining us now. Mark, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing? Doing great. All right. Bring us up to speed on what happened in regards to Southwest Airlines and their attorneys. Yeah, this is an interesting story. It really, it, by the way, it really while. is. I saw this and I saw the opportunity to have you on to talk about it. I'm like, all right, let's get this done. Yeah, this is, this goes back five years ago when, when the Transportation Workers Union, Local 556, went to Southwest Airlines and told them they had to fire a flight attendant by the name of Charlene Carter because Charlene vo- voiced her opposition to the union's position on political issues, specifically when the union funded a paid trip for 20, 25 people from the union to come to Washington to march against President Donald Trump in a march sponsored by Planned Parenthood. Charlene uh, made a mistake when she was 19 years old as it related to a pro-life decision. She is very serious about being pro-life and against abortion, and so she she let it be known to the union official, not to the airline, but to the union official in private conversation saying, I So basically, make sure we get this right, Mark, her union rep... That's right, her union rep, her union president... So she didn't go to the company, she goes to the union rep instead. That's correct, because the union's spending her money. She must pay a fee in order to work for the airline under the Railway Labor Act. She's forced to pay dues to the union in order to keep her job. And so she sends a private message to the union official saying, I'm going to support your recall election, and I oppose what you're doing with my money as it relates to the pro-life issue. She discussed the abortion issue with her union official. The union official went to Southwest Airlines and said, you got to fire her. She's harassing me, Uh, blah, 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 blah. Southwest complied. We ended up in a jury trial last year in Dallas, Texas. The jury looked, listened to the facts in the case and awarded her $5.1 million in damages, including getting her job back. Well, in the meantime, the judge there rules that Southwest Airlines needs to send out a letter to all of their flight attendants and their employees saying that they will not discriminate based on religious positions. Well, Southwest sends out a, a message that says, we do not discriminate, and that made the judge very, very mad. And so he decided to ask them to come to his courtroom and explain why they didn't follow the court order. And the Southwest uh, Airlines folks doing the bidding of the union said, well, we just put out this notice. It, it may not be in agreement with what you ordered. But the judge said, well, you will do it again, and you will tell people about their right to be have free speech when it comes to religious issues. And by the way, three of your attorneys that worked on this project need to go get religious training, religious freedom training or li- religious liberty training. So that's where we are. Um, the case continues. Char- the good news is Charlene's back in the airlines, and she's flying, and she enjoys her work, and people are whispering in her ear that they are thankful for her standing mm-hmm. up for her rights and standing up for their rights as well. 
but yeah, Southwest continues to fight us. And most importantly, the original sin, John, remember, is the union saying that because someone objected to their use of her money for causes she disbelieved, that she had to be fired from her job. Is that not our freedom of expression and our, our free speech to be able to do so, Mark, especially in this particular case? Well, I think so, absolutely. And apparently the jury thought the same thing. And basically, while the, the jury awarded her $5.1 million in punitive and compensatory damages, she did get her job back. She got back pay. But there, there are statutory caps on Title VII litigation as it relates to religious accommodation. And so she got the maximum both from both the union and Southwest. But the union has announced they're going to appeal the decision. Southwest has already announced they're appealing the decision. So Southwest neither one of them have learned. Their, yeah, that's right. Southwest is appealing the sanction decision by the judge. It's a it's a, a a case with a lot of moving parts. But the bottom line is this: individual workers who oppose the compulsion, the forced payment of dues or fees to their jobs, whether it be in the private sector, in the under the Railway Labor Act, they have certain rights, and these rights are violated when union officials demand that it, that the company fire a worker for standing up for their religious liberty, for their First Amendment, and their speech rights when it comes to private conversations. And, John, the important part about this is wasn't this wasn't public. This was private communication right, between her right, thank you. and the union yes, official. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, again, yep. I'm glad you're making note of that because this isn't something that she even went to the airlines with. This was, you know, by the way, she went to the right place. It wasn't the airline that was spending her money. It was the union that was. That's right. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, Southwest Airlines allowed their their logo to be used at this at this march on the uh, banner with the union. Well, then that brings and so them that into was it. a problem. Yeah, that brings them into it. And Charlene, the the rationale. Wait, really quick violence, again, Mark, for a lot of you listening that are business owners and so on. That's partly why you don't allow that to happen. You know, and, and this right. is a little different situation with the union. I know, Mark, but these companies need to think twice about being used, if you would, in that manner. Yeah, and I think the awareness of that is becoming more real for lots of companies, John, as we see yep. some of the reactions and the and the pushback from customers, from employees and from others when it comes to an empo- to an employer to a business saying, you know, look, we're going to we're going to make a case about uh, your posi- your private positions on on religious issues or social issues. That that's really a problem and it is. the good news is people are paying attention. No, that that is awesome. Mark, how do folks find you, help you? They can donate. You do a lot of well, you do everything that you guys do to help workers out and we we appreciate it. How do they help you? Yeah, they can find us at nrtw.org, nrtw.org. That's our Legal Defense Foundation. They can talk to an attorney for free, and if their case fits into our model and, and, they, and, we fit, and they fit into us and we fit into them, then we can help them legally just like we did Charlene. Awesome. Mark, as always, I appreciate you giving us an update. All right, John, thank you. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. Mark Mix again, National Right to Work Committee. He's the president of, and they help situations like we just heard from him. Now, again, I know this is going to be appealed, as Mark said. You would think that the Union and Southwest both would would um, learn their lesson. I'm sure they're both thinking that there'll be a different outcome if they push this thing forward, and frankly, they don't like losing, which I can't say as I blame them, but they're going to lose. And unfortunately for them, the longer this gets pushed out, the more it ends up costing both of them. They'd both be better off to just settle and have this thing behind them and do the right thing. Also, a case in point, and I talk to this with my, with my business owners that I consult with on a routine basis. This is a great example of why you should be extremely careful where your logo gets used in non-quote-unquote company-sanctioned events. It's very, very important where you are extremely protective 
of your logo and your brand and not allowing it out into things that you may not know everything going on. And I tell my, my customers, you know, my, my clients that all the time because you don't know what you don't know. And at the end of the day, why put your logo on something when unless, unless Southwest wanted to be there and sanction this, which you have to wonder, do they, didn't they, did they know this was going on, did somebody in the PR world screw up? I mean, I have no idea what happened on that end of things, but allowing the union to use their logo was a bad move on their part. And I would have highly, highly advised them and counseled them not to, but I'm not their business consultant or their counsel. Quite frankly, if I was Southwest business consultant and counsel, we probably wouldn't have had some of the shutdowns that happened last Christmas. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, bottom line, be very careful. And in this particular case, it's sort of disappointing to see Southwest appeal this. I mean, I realize they're trying to save money and you know not have a loss on on their side of the equation, but at the end of the day, they're going to end up losing. Now, I also wanted to add this earlier. I was going to talk about this when we were talking to Richard. I didn't get a chance to. And whether you like Jeff Bezos or not, you may be a fan, you may not be a fan. I'm, I'm neither. He is what he is. Sort of Elon Musk. Is the guy smart? Yeah. Did he work really hard to get where he's at? I believe he did. Did he start a organization, a business that provides a service today that we wouldn't have otherwise? Yeah, I would say so. Was he very innovative in the way that he came up with some of the things that Amazon does today? Absolutely. Can you, you can't take any of that away from him. You may not like the guy, may not like his politics, but you can't take away the fact that he created a company and products that, in a lot of ways, service a large portion of the United States of America and the world. If you look at what they do with their server operations, it services the world. You look at what he does with his you know, delivery services and the, and the products they supply and so on, which I know a lot of you listening either use or don't use. It's your, your decision what to do, by the way. Not, I've never told anybody to do it or not do it. I will say this. There are times where, even for us as a business, if we didn't have them and couldn't get delivery in a matter of you know, one or two days from them like we do, it would be really difficult finding the things that we need to keep operations moving ahead like we do. I will give them that. Some of you would say, why in the world would you buy anything from them? Well, because you know what? When you have to, you have to. When you got to keep operations moving forward, that's what you do. And again, I don't hold any grudge against Amazon like a lot of other conservatives would. Now, all that being said, Jeff Bezos, who has a probably fourth or fifth home, I don't know what it is, on Maui, and it's a large place on Maui, by the way, I believe it is, I'm looking here really quick, I believe he's got a property that is a 14-acre estate, which in Hawaii, you might think 14 acres isn't very big. In Hawaii, on Maui, that's very big, to the point that his home there, land and all, is worth about $78 million. So it's not a small place. Now, all that being said, Jeff and his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez, have pledged to donate $100 million to the Maui wildfire relief. So you cannot like the guy, and granted, I know some of this is probably on the publicity side, but I don't know his heart. I can't really say that. Is, you know, is, this, is this being done publicity-wise, or is it being done because he's got connections there, he's got some roots there, and he wants to help out, and 
he's worth what Charlie hundred and I don't know what's he worth two hundred billion I want to say I don't I haven't even looked lately a lot let's just say that he he's what in the top ten of richest people on the planet Charlie at least top ten maybe top five I'd have to look up where his ranking is today depends on the stock value of Amazon and so on but can he afford a hundred million yeah. In retrospect, it'd be like Charlie and I pulling together and giving 100 bucks. I'm not exaggerating in the, in the comparison there. It really would be like Charlie and I getting together and we're going to donate 100 bucks. It's the same comparison when you're worth that much money. So, I mean, does this hurt? No. Is this a lot of money? Absolutely. Is this going to help a lot of people there that are in need? Absolutely. So, again, I'm not going to take anything away from the man for doing what he's doing. You may like the guy. You may hate the guy. Bottom line. Is he doing something really important here and helping these people out? Absolutely he is. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say this. Some of you really may not like me saying this. He's doing more in helping those people with his $100 million donation than a lot of you are spreading conspiracy theories around. I'm going to say that again. Jeff Bezos and his $100 million donation is going to do far more for the people that have lost everything on the, on the island of Maui in that Lahaina area than any of you spreading around conspiracy theories. Let that sink in for a minute, folks. I think at times we as conservatives, and I'm going to talk for a couple of minutes here because this is really this is really grinding on me this entire weekend with some of the messages I got over the weekend. These are people who lost everything. Some of them lost their families. Some entire families, I'm afraid, were going to find passed away. Some families lost their children because they were away at work, their kids were at home. We, have to, as conservatives, need to be extremely, extremely careful in how uncompassionate we look when we start sending around conspiracy theories on even how the fire started, especially, especially less than a week away from when this happened. You know, if this were six months down the road and you want to come up with some conspiracy theory, be my guest, have at it. But folks, I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm wrong in saying this. I don't know if the fires are even completely out and not smoldering. And you're running around with conspiracy theories. When I went up to my home in Granby, this was a week plus after the fire had been put out. Totally put out. I went to my property and still found areas where there were smoke and smolders still burning. More than a week later. And that's at our elevation and our cold temps we have at night. So is it possible there's still some, some things smoldering in the Lahaina area as we speak right now? Absolutely. And yet we've got people on our side of the aisle running around with conspiracies on how things started, not thinking about the lives lost there. That's my point. So am I coming down a little bit hard on folks? I absolutely am. You should be ashamed of yourself for sending anything out that would that would even play into anything conspiratorial at all on this. And I'm very ashamed of some of you for sending some of the things out you have because some of it was sent directly to me. And yes, I responded with, stop sending that garbage. You're wrong. I had one person say, well, there's just no way you can justify how hot the fire was. Folks, as I said, my cabin that had two snowmobiles parked in the garage, which is at the very bottom, right, right on the very bottom story, the cabin was built on top of that. I had tools. I had all sorts of items inside the home, furniture, belongings, you name it. The only recognizable things 
out of that entire fire were things that were in the upper stories that had fallen down, i.e. the cabinet to the washing machine. Or sorry, the drum for the dryer. You couldn't even tell the cabinet for the washing machine. The drum for the dryer, I could see. I had two gas-burning stoves that looked like wood stoves that were gas-burning. You could see the shell of those and make those out. The shell of the hot water heater you could make out, that was about it for my fire and what you could recognize you know, rummaging through the, the rubble that was there. Like I said, I had two snowmobiles, aluminum engines and all. You couldn't find a single part left from either one of them, and I'm a car guy, and I sifted through and you couldn't. We, we found silverware that we saved that was all mangled up. That was. It's lucky that it didn't melt all of it. And some of that is just dependent upon where it fell and what was on top of it and how it was shielded and so on as to why some of that survived versus others. For some, for some of you out there saying, there's just no way the fires got that hot, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea how a fire works. You are not an arson or fire expert by any stretch of the imagination. And until you become one, stop spreading rumors. Stop spreading lies, because that's what they are, because you have no proof or validation for what you're sending around. And I mean that sincerely. So my listeners especially, please stop doing that. I'll be right back. Golden Eagle Financial is up next. And they want Al wants to help you with your financial future, getting there, staying there. And that's what he does. He puts a plan together, and he'll hold you accountable to that plan. Find him at klzradio.com. You've been saving diligently for years without the help of an advisor like Golden Eagle Financial. So why should you start now? Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that when your nest egg is small, you can get by with an automated service or app. But as your savings grow, you need a trusted personal advisor like Al to help you navigate difficult market conditions. Golden Eagle Financial Plans can make up to 20% more than automated services on average, meaning you'll create more income when you need it. Al Smith's 30 years of experience has taught him how to keenly watch the market, and it tells him when it's smart to make a move based on your risk tolerance. You need Golden Eagle Financial to make objective calls on your assets and protect your nest egg in the smartest, most thoughtful way. Don't take your retirement plans into your own hands. Trust the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and protect your future by going to klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. air conditioner is costing you a fortune and denver is the perfect climate for quiet cool attic and whole house technology so you can save money and enjoy a cool home absolute electrical plumbing heating and air is now your source for quiet cool technology with a quiet cool whole house or attic fan you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet cool attic or whole house fan installed with absolute electrical plumbing, heating, and air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com slash absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electric. 
electrical, heating, and air. High Five Plumbing, as I said earlier, please keep this number handy. Any plumbing needs you have, and if you had some issues last year winter-wise where you potentially had some things freezing and so on, get that handled now before winter hits. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing has made convenience for their customers a top priority. High Five maintains a well-stocked inventory readily available for their technicians at all times. So the technician who comes out to help you remains at your home to complete the project the same day. On the rare occasion they need a part, another team member will bring the part to them, leaving no more I'll be back in three hours visits. On top of that, their window for service is only two hours, respecting your valuable time and notifying you when they are on the way. High Five Plumbing also offers weekend appointments and evening appointments to meet your busy schedule. High Five makes every effort to make your plumbing experience convenient and hassle-free. You can call or email to schedule your plumbing services with High Five. You want a company who makes your time their priority. So call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or just go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. John and Cheyenne, you're up. What's going on, sir? Hey, John. So last week, we were in the middle of nowhere for the whole week. Went out Monday morning, got back Friday afternoon to the car. Throw on the radio, see what's going on in the world. I was too far away to listen to Rush to Reason, unfortunately. And I couldn't get exactly what happened. All I heard was, Hawaii fire, but no news station. I must have flipped around, you know, on Sirius to about five different stations. Would not tell you the, uh, you know, the old who, what, where, when, why, and how. Nope. By Friday, it was all political. And it just was, I finally got to cell service where I could, you know, go in and read some stuff. But, uh, you know, if you've been to Hawaii, you know, half of the houses are made of wood with metal roofs that are going to go up in a the, Yeah, there's not, thank mean, you, John. There's, I didn't mention that earlier, but thank you for that because, yeah, there's not a lot to them. No, they're, they're designed to keep the weather out as in rain. They're not designed to maintain heat or anything else because if you've been a lot, you know it's hot most of the time. Yes. <laughs> But, well, you know, and so, really quick, John, that's been some of the complaints of some of the locals there as well is just the fact that some of the reporting that's gone out has just not been either forthright or it's not been accurate. Now, I will say this when it comes to a lot of the conspiracies, and I didn't mention this earlier, but I will now, where a lot of these I feel conspiracies come from, John, is when people distrust the authorities, when they distrust right. government, they will come up with these theories because there's no trust left. I get that. I get that frustration, but that still doesn't give people an excuse to make up stories about what happened when, in fact, they have no idea if that, in fact, was. I mean, there's stories going around, around John, where this was a you know foreign attack, and, and it could have been done with missiles and lasers and this, that, and the other. It's a bunch oh, of hooey. Insane. It's 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 insane. It is insane, and, John. It's just a bunch of hooey. It's not it's not accurate. And, and and we need as conservatives to stop stop spreading those rumors because that's all they are. Well, and I'll give you an example, John. Just right out of 
when we were going through the Bridger Teton wilderness or the Bridger wilderness in the Bridger Teton National Forest, right? There was a blowdown area from 2018 that has never been touched by okay. anyone. Okay. And this is a tinderbox waiting to happen. Yep. Yep. And what's going and what happens at that point when um, it completely goes up? And here's the thing, and I'm going to write a letter to both of our senators. From the county road, it's 10 miles of forest road, right? Forest Service Road to the trailhead. And the road is so bad, it took to go 10 miles almost an hour. Wow. That's how bad a condition the road is. Now, the Forest Service, their favorite excuse, and I don't know if you've ever called, like, the local ranger station and asked about it. Oh, well, our resources are... Otherwise, well, that road right there is a main road for the firefighters to get in to stop a fire if they got to fight it. Mm-hmm. If they can't do more than 10 miles an hour on a road, how much further is that fire going to get? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these are the things that we should, it's, instead of complaining about a lot of the things, these are the things we should be complaining out to our, our government out here in the West. Agree. The Forest Service, which is part of the USDA, is not doing their job nope. of maintaining access. You know, let's say, oh, it's just for campers and backpackers. And yeah, we use it. But the main reason we have forest roads is so is that the Forest, forest Service can get on it to fire. do the very things you're talking about. And, exactly. and, and John, and you, and again, you, you're like me. You've been to. You know, you've been to Hawaii a ton as well, and I will tell you that much as I much as I love the island, and love the people that are there, I also know that there's a lot of heavy, heavy, heavy lefty environmentalists there that do not want to see anything of what you just said happening there. So when it comes to cleaning things up, uh, even when it comes to the brush and things along those lines, putting buffers in and so on, John, that hasn't been done there ever. No, and that's part of the problem. They don't want it to happen. And then, and you said it, and I said it too, they have the aloha spirit. We'll use that. Yes, great way of saying it. Everybody's on Hawaii time. Let's say it that way. You know, you get to Hawaii, and what are you? You're on Hawaii time. That's right. You get there when you get there, and you make it happen. That's right. There's there's really, you know, for those of you listening, and this is not a downgrade, this is just the way it is. If you're in a hurry for something, Uh don't be. No, you're not going to be there. Right. No, it's not going to happen. Don't be, because yeah. nothing there happens. That's why we call it Hawaiian time, because it's not Colorado yeah. or Wyoming time, John. No, or New York or California time. No. It's Hawaii. It is a whole different world when it comes to that. And, you know, and I said this earlier, and I'm trying to be as respectful as I can, but again, John, they live on a tiny area because most of the area in Hawaii that is mm-hmm. occupied, of course, are the coastal areas because most of the inland for most, right. most people don't maybe know this, but it's old, you know, volcanoes and it's very rough and it's hard to live there. There's a few folks that live in some of those areas, but not many. Most people populate towards the ocean. The land's flatter. It's easier to build and so on. And in turn, they mm-hmm. live on very, very small. I mean, I'm talking, John, five to maybe 7,000 square foot lots is what a lot of these homes are built on. And in turn, oh, yeah. and a lot of them have just, you know, carports or they park underneath the house or whatever the case may be. Well, keep this in mind as well, folks listening. If your house is built in such a way that your cars are underneath the house and both of those cars, John, somehow catch fire, what do you think's happening to the house above it? (laughs) It's gone. 
Thank you. And, and then on top you know, of that, John, because you've seen this as well, they they keep, in some cases, there's some even hoarding going on in some places. Some of these places have got yeah. literally about as much crap as you can ever imagine stacked around them. Well, what do you think that adds to? Have you, have you, uh, you've done Kauai, right? I have. When you drive around going up towards uh, the Nepali coast on the west coast. Yes. Once you pass the... Uh, the road up to Waimea Canyon. That's all you see. Once you get past yeah. like Hanapepe, it's houses. just that's it's that way the whole way yeah, up. There you go. I, I couldn't remember the town until you said it. Yeah, it's all old coastal Hawaii. So at that point, what do you do? You know, yep. you hope for the best, I guess we would say. But uh, it's, you know, and it's a shame because... It is a and shame. And again, I, I am not trying to grade or put anybody down, but I'm simply, John, trying to explain to... A lot of the folks that are spreading rumors around about oh, this yeah. being some intentional fire set by who knows who and you oh, know Lord on. knows who, uh, and really bringing this back okay. down to reality that if a fire did break out, these are the things that are contributing to it, is my point, John. Are they the same flat earthers that said we didn't land on the moon? Um, <laughs> well, that I can't answer, but I, just, I can tell you that I got several different <laughs> emails and things over the weekend. Oh, it's... And and as I'm reading through those, I'm just thinking to myself, well, number one, you didn't set foot on my property in Granby and saw what I saw, because had you, you wouldn't be spreading these around. Yep. Because even up there where the homes were far, far apart, John, the exact same thing and the carnage was exactly mm-hmm. the same up there as it was in Lahaina. I look at the pictures there and think, yep, I've been there, done that. Yeah, and, you know, you could look at anywhere. You could go, like Richard said, Superior, go out to Black Forest from a few years ago. All these different places. You go into half the California mountains, it's all like that. The problem is, is once again, not the people. Government has failed to do their yes, basic that, job. And that, you know. John, I will agree with until I go to the grave. That is a fact. One, one other thing, though, if you, if you look at it, uh, the Hawaiian, some of the Hawaiian people were complaining that the response wasn't fast enough. Well, if a fire breaks out in, you know, Granby and they put an old points alerts out and in five hours, the fire trucks from Wyoming are there from the time they call it mm-hmm. to get firefighters to even help. It's a 10 hour flight. Right. Right. No. And, and you know, the, the only other thing that, that I will, I will yeah. side with the locals on that. I think they're upset about is, you know, their fire management and, Granted, they don't do what we do here in especially Colorado and Wyoming, John. They don't have the same experience. But they called the fire contained at times when it for sure wasn't. Mm -hmm. Their their response to the actual disaster and letting people know it was going on, they didn't even sound the hurricane, you know, sirens, you know, the the, the tsunami sirens that they have very much available to them. There are several things they could have done. And, yes, I will side with the locals on that and say, yes, that is a fault of government that they didn't handle that problem. Properly. I agree with you there, hundred percent. So that um, that I will side with the locals yeah. on. There were ways they could have prepared people better for what was coming, and they yeah. didn't. They failed them. 
And in turn, we're going to have that, we're going to have well above 500 people dead, which is not good, John. That's really a tragedy. No, it's insane. I mean, one is a tragedy, so, but 500 is really a tragedy. I mean, we had fires here in Colorado, troublesome fire. Yeah. We lost no lives. The Superior Fire, one elderly lady passed away, and again, one is too many. But you know, we fared way better right. than they did, and a lot of that was because of the the alert system, which, by the way, in Colorado didn't even work as well as it should have. But there, they didn't do anything. It's a, it was a total tragedy. It was a total total government failure as far as I'm concerned on that part. Yeah, well, and we're going to continue to have that until some people, but I'm just waiting for the big one to hit the Rocky Mountains somewhere, a bad one, because Mm. if you've been out in the woods at all, there's so much deadfall in the wilderness areas that the right lightning strike, and we're going to lose half, you know, half of the mountains for 50 years. I mean, it takes 50 years to recover, so... Hey, John, good to be John, back. thank Have you very day. much. I appreciate it. Good, good. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, John. He, his birthday was over the weekend, so I don't know if he heard me or not, but happy birthday. Appreciate you very much. Flesh Law is up next, and if you've got a legal issue that you're fighting, you need some help with it, you don't know where to turn, go to my attorney, Kevin Flesh. Flesh Law Firm, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Can our home transitions call them today and find out how they can help take the stress out of a transition? In your world, buying, selling, doesn't matter. They can help you with both sides of that or both at the same time if needed. Can our home transitions, klzradio.com. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with ReUp to handle the updates with without paying a dime up front. ReUp will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. K&R will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about K&R Home Transitions and ReUp. Dr. Scott Faulkner, if you'd like a really good alternative to what you're doing now with health care, give him a call and have him explain what he can do specifically for you. 303-663-6990.
Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, I was just telling Charlie through the break that I'm going to play a clip from Vivek Ramaswamy, and no, I'm not a fanboy. I just like his approach. And I told Charlie, I wish some of our other candidates could listen to what he says and do some similar things. I'll play this, and I'll follow up here in a moment, let you know what I mean by that, and I think this will speak for itself, but here we go. What were your opinions on the LGBT community? Well, I don't think it's one community. Okay, really quick, she asked, what are your opinions on the LGBTQ community? This is a person standing in a crowd asking Vivek across a little fence that question. I mean, how could it be? You just mash together an alphabet soup. Trans is fundamentally intention with gay, if you ask me. But what's your opinion? I'm personally a pansexual, so I was okay. just wondering what your views on same-sex couples were. I don't have a negative view of same-sex couples, but I do have a negative view of a tyranny of the minority. So, so I think that in the name of protecting against the tyranny of the majority, and there are times in this country's history where we have had a tyranny of the majority, we have now, in the name of protecting against tyranny of the majority, created a new tyranny of the minority. And I think that that's wrong. I don't think that somebody who's religious should be forced to officiate a wedding that they disagree with. I don't think somebody who is a woman who's worked really hard for her achievements should be forced to compete against a biological man in a swim competition. I don't think that somebody who's a woman that respects her bodily autonomy and dignity should be forced to change clothes in a locker room with a man. That's not freedom, that's oppression. And so I believe that we live in a country where free adults should be free to dress how they want, behave how they want, and that's fine. But you don't oppress, you don't become oppressive by foisting that on others. And that especially includes kids, because kids aren't the same as adults. And so I think adults are free to make whatever choices they want, but do not force that ideology onto children before children are in a position as adults to make decisions for themselves. And so I think a lot of the frustration in the country, and if I'm being really honest, that I also share, 
comes from that new culture of oppression where saying those things can actually get somebody punished. And in my case, it's part of why it's my responsibility to say them. And I respect that you may have a different opinion, and that's okay. Part of what makes our country great is that you and I can be civil and have this conversation, and that we live in a country that still gives us, each of us, the right to speak you know, to a presidential candidate and back, and still say that we pledge allegiance to the same nation. So I think that's the beauty of our country, and that's my honest opinion. Awesome. Well, Thanks. thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you for your civility as well. Okay, folks. There's a lot that could be learned from that entire conversation he had with that person across a little fence from every other candidate we have. Again, I'm not putting on him any kind of a pedestal. I've said it before. Does he have any kind of a chance? I have no idea. I will say this. Maybe I'm going to make a bold statement here, but he is the best person on our side to communicate in the best way possible we have. And I'll give you that right now. We don't have another candidate, Donald Trump included, that can communicate in the manner that Vivek is. Period. They just don't have it in them. I'm sorry, but they don't. We don't have a single candidate that could sit there and have that conversation he just had and be as articulate as he was. And by the way, be as blunt but as kind as he was at the same time. In other words, he called black, black, white, white, didn't dance around anything, any way, shape, or form. Threw, by the way, at the same time, the whole kids topic into this, which I thought was brilliant on his part. Let's not forget about the kids and what's happening to them and the oppression that's happening to kids. He threw all of that in, in a very articulate, less than two and a half minute conversation that I don't think we've got another candidate could do in 25 minutes. And I'm not exaggerating what I just said. Every other candidate that we have could take a, a little hint, a little play, if you would, out of his playbook right then and there and use that down the road. Will they? Probably not. Probably not. We've got other candidates that I'm afraid to say are too entitled to look at what Vivek just said and even mimic anywhere close to what he said. Yeah, they're too entitled. They won't do that because they're entitled. And they feel like, why should I even have to answer that question in the first place? It's sort of like conversations I've had with some of you where I say the suburban mom and that middle-of-the-road voter are very important. And some of you have said, no, they don't. why do we need them? They don't matter. Um, yeah, they do. They matter a lot, actually. Without them, you don't win. Now, that last two-and-a-half-minute conversation, did that appeal to the middle? Did that last conversation that Vivek gave, did that appeal to a suburban mom? When he, the way he talked about the kids and that whole aspect of it? And by the way, everything he said, I can agree with. As an adult, if you want to cross-dress and be a weirdo and do whatever you want to do, more power to you. Knock your socks off. Don't push that on the kids, though. Same-sex marriage? Whatever. I, I, I've said it numerous times on this program. I don't think the government should be in charge of marriage in the first place. The only reason we do is for the tax side. Churches, your faith should be in charge of that end of things, not the government. Marriage licenses shouldn't exist, in my opinion. They didn't for years and years and years. They do today because it's a tax thing. So you guys have all heard me talk about that you know, way before now. Am I a proponent of same-sex marriage? No, I believe marriage should be between a man and a woman. On the same token, you want to marry your lizard, knock your socks off. You can be a weirder all you want. 
You want to wear a dog costume like we saw the guy from Japan doing a week or so ago that I talked about. Knock your socks off. But keep in mind, people have the right and have the ability and have free speech to say you're a weirdo. If you want to be a weirdo, be a weirdo. Knock your socks off. Doesn't, doesn't bother me any. Some of you out there think I'm a weirdo. Maybe I am. But the bottom line here is how Vivek handled that entire conversation is top-notch, and a lot of our other candidates could learn from that conversation he had with that young lady. And the other thing I liked about that is at the end, he thanked her for her, her position, agreed that they're disagreeing, you know, agreed to disagree, and at the end, she's smiling and basically shakes his hand, and frankly, is probably somebody that would vote for him. That is how we win in 2024, folks. Not the way the rest of the candidates are doing it. I know you guys are going to disagree with me on that. You have, your, you have your right to do so, but you need to look more closely at things like I just played and understand that's what we have to do if we're going to win in 2024. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Win with your windows and doors. Have them in and done and handled by winter. You're not going to get it done by fall, but maybe by the end of fall into the winter months if you get Dave out right away. Find Dave from Veteran Windows and Doors at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors actually educates their customers so they know exactly what their codes are. All of their products are rated to exceed those codes and maximize the return on your investment. Everyone claims to make the best windows and doors, but Veterans knows that every window and door has to be tested for how efficient it truly is. Owner Dave Bancroft will tell you the energy efficiency ratings have to be clearly labeled on your windows and doors when you receive them at your home. If the windows and doors are not Energy Star certified or do not meet your local energy codes, the windows will not earn you any rebates, credits, or energy savings. Window and door replacement is a great investment in your home. However, if they aren't properly rated for efficiency, you are just throwing your money out the window. No pressure, no upsell, just plain facts, so you can make the best decision for your home. Get 40% off labor and material costs for the month of August with Veteran Windows and Doors by visiting klzradio.com window. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, that's about it for today. Thank you all for listening very much. By the way, we covered a lot, and some of you said, man, John, you were a little bit uh, hot today, no pun intended. Yeah, I I got a little bit that way, because when we as conservatives misbehave and start things and say things and do things that frankly are unfounded, yes, I get hot, because it makes us look stupid. It makes us vulnerable. It makes us, uh, how should I say, more vulnerable to attacks, and rightfully so. Because some of the things being said right now are completely unfounded when it comes to what happened on Maui. More to come. Andy and I will be back tomorrow, by the way. And uh, I'll talk a little more, by the way, about Vivek and that last little conversation we played tomorrow with Andy. So you guys have a great night. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.